This call is being recorded. All right, I'm going to go ahead and get started right at 9 o'clock. Thank you guys for uh, for being here. Before we get into database and relationship management, which is what I want to spend most of the time talking about today, let's just do a little bit of a quick review of, of what we talked about um, last time, which was the sales funnel. You know, um, in the before is your three rocks of marketing. That's what you're doing to to generate um, business. Um, you're identifying three you know, three major lead generation techniques is going to bring business into the top side of your funnel. We'll get into that in more detail in another class. We've got deliver and leverage, which is the second part, which is where you're um, uh, in the transaction um, from the point of you've had your initial consultation or, you know, you've signed your listing agreement and you're actively working with the client. The goal there is to leverage um, and get uh, three deals, um, uh, out of every, you know, a total of three out of every transaction. So two additional transactions, right? Now, where we go now today, which is where we're going to spend our time, is in the after. And this is where I see most people failing, um, where there's a high impact, high reward opportunity that people are not, agents are not taking advantage of. And it is in the after. Most agents, I think the latest uh, um, data was, only 11% of sellers and buyers use the agent that they used previously if they were already if they had already done at least one transaction which is scary 11% that means that one out of, or 9 out of 10 are for some reason either found somebody else or their agent hadn't stayed in touch with them or there was some form of uh I don't know um but what is interesting about that number is that in that same survey in 2000, I think it was 17, um, there was a high percentage, 86, 87% of the people were happy with the agent that they used. So why, so what's the disconnect? The disconnect in my opinion is they, those clients got one night standed, right? After the transaction, meaning um, that, uh, that broker moved on to the next deal and never stayed in touch. And this is an area that if you want to really make a huge impact on your, on your business long-term, long-term growth, long-term stability, long-term predictability, long-term happiness, you want to get to a point where the majority of your business is coming from the after. And that'll start happening at about, you know, year three to year five. Um, you are, uh, significantly um, taking advantage of uh, those clients, you know, on their on their sell and their buy and then referrals out of this area, right? Are you guys with me? So can I get a show of hands? How many people feel um, they are on a scale of one to 10? Remember, we use that terminology where, where are you on a scale of one to 10 in the area of relationship and database management? We may have, remember that we have those five areas. We got goals and vision. We've got time management, productivity. We got the before, right? Three rocks of marketing. Then we got the fourth level is deliver and leverage. And then the fifth is um, uh, relationship and database management. Who on a scale of one to 10 is uh, an eight or a 10 in that area? Okay. You should be scared. Okay. So 
I've had so many people come into me recently and say, Jim, you know, I'm, I'm, I am in a rut. I'm doing a few things. Like what marketing should I do? What should I spend? What should I be, what marketing should I be doing um, to get my business going? Right. What money should I spend? And you know what, what, you know what question I ask them first? How are you doing here? How are you doing in the after? How are you doing in the relationship and database management? And if it's not an eight to 10, then I'm saying don't even spend a dime. Do not spend a dime until you get this part of your life and business figured out. That's the coach in me coming out, right? Because this is where all the money is at. This is where all the business is at. It's 18 times more profitable to market to your past clients in, um, than it is to go get new business. And what do we know about our past clients that we don't know about new business? Yeah, do we like them? Do we want to do business with them? Do we, you know, do we, you know, do we want to be a part of their lives, right? So this is the difference between, you know, do you want to be transactional? Which is a, by the way, an absolute miserable existence as a broker, if you're transactional? Or do you want to be relationship-based? Make a choice. I have agents that I meet out in the market, and they're like, yeah, you know, I, you know I'll talk to them. They're like, they'll say, you know, yeah, I'm doing pretty good. I got about 800 people in my database. And I immediately know right then and there that they have no idea what they're talking about. Somebody said to me, you know, Jim, I've got about 35, 40 really good clients that I'm working on monthly that I'm trying to stay in touch with. That to me is way more impressive than saying I've got 600 contacts, right? So the goal here and what I teach and coach and the basis of my coaching is a relationship-based model with a focus on being profitable per hour worked, right? And there's no better way to get into that equation than really working on the after, okay? So are you with me? Are you guys sold? Do I, I feel like I'm selling. Do I need to sell you guys on this approach? We're past that, right? Okay, good. So, yes. After take flight, and I heard this layout. This approach, right? Rock. Yep. Um, and I was losing business. I wasn't doing that. Right? You're losing business because you weren't following up behind or in the in the during during and, during and the after. Okay. And uh, with one client, I one did client, that. you did that. And she's doing these free referrals within within six months. Say that again. <laughs> So are you sold? I am. So what if you had 10 of those people? I know. I'd be a happy camper. You would be a happy camper. So why do, why do 89% of the agents not do it? Why is it? Let's answer that question real quick. Why do you guys not do this? Why do you not wake up every day saying, who can I touch today? And it's so easy. Right. 
Right. So what you did is you had that open for business sign above your head and you, you turned it on. You turned the open for business sign on. Okay. So two two big points. Thank you for throwing me a softball. But here here's what here's the challenges. What are the challenges you guys have with not picking up the phone or texting or writing an email or whatever it might be in terms of, you know, this follow up piece? What are your what are your challenges? Let's be honest. Sometimes it's too long. Like you let it go too long. It's been past the 90 days. You didn't check it after closing. You feel bad that you one night stand at your client, right? Got a little guilt? Okay, so too long. Chanley. So she did it right away. Right. Right. And we're going to get into a script on what to, what to do. Yeah. I realize we're going to get to that. And what are, why do you not, why do you not pick up the phone? Why do you not call? Why do you not instant message? Why do you not, Text. Dom. I think it's a fear. I think there's a certain level of fear because you just told them something and you may be a little concerned about how they feel like buyers are more serious and that kind of stuff. So you might have a little fear. I know when I first started I did, but now I don't because they're happy. I don't know. You know what I mean? It's just like before the sale, you're like, all right, so here's what it comes down to. Here's what you here's what you are good at. You're good at the hunting part, right? Getting that client, um, right? You know that you're not going to eat unless they close. So you're you're doing that out of pure desperation, right? If you guys lead generated like you follow up, you'd all be out of business, right? Um, and I'm speaking hypothetically. <clears throat> in this case, because I'm trying to make a real point here today, okay? And that is, is that what you have is a, you have limiting beliefs based on what it is that you can really do. You guys know what a limiting belief is? What's a limiting belief? I'm not good enough. They're not going to want to talk to me. Um, you know, uh, what if they didn't think I did a good job and they give me feedback I don't want to hear? You know, all, all of these things that make you say, gosh, I'm just going to put the phone down. I'm not going to, I'm not going to call. Right. So these are, this is where we go. When we go back to the stage one of being a successful agent, right? There's main, three main areas I could tell you that are 90% of the success piece, which is having a vision and a goal and reprogramming your mind of what it is that you need to do and what you want to accomplish. Again, I'm not going to spend any time on that because I beat it up. But if you think you're, if you act or talk and, and think like a $5 million producer, you're not going to make these calls or a $3 million producer or $2 million producer, right? If you act, if you're thinking like a 10, 15, 20, $30 million producer, you're going to be obsessed with follow-up because you get a rush out of someone calling you saying, hey, I got a referral for you. I got somebody I want to introduce to you. Do you have time? And you're like, hell yeah, right? That becomes more exciting than the actual deal, 
because that is that is giving you a couple things. It's giving you um, it's giving you that information from your client that you're good at what you do, right? And it's giving you new business, right? So it's giving you positive feedback and it's also giving you um, an opportunity. But I will tell you that if you do not create momentum in the follow-up of your database, I would rather have you have 25 people that you consistently follow up with. And when I say follow up with, I'm just saying like, be a nice person, right? It's really easy in this world of social media and all these, you know, these platforms that we have now that give you data and input and opportunities to just say, oh my gosh, I can't believe that was four years ago that we took that photo. You know how you, you get those little reminders. Wow. You with me? Yeah. If you're a $3 million producer, you're not going to do that. You're going to be like, they're not going to want to hear from me. Like that, that's, that's an intrusion of their cell phone. So limiting beliefs are a real thing. And you got to root those out, okay? And the way you root those limiting beliefs out is you just keep trying and trying and trying and reprogramming your mind until it gets to the point where you're obsessed with this part of your business. How fun is it to get on that top and try to re and try to find new agents and, or new clients all the time? Open houses, right? All of your three, three rocks are, are used to get your business into momentum. And hopefully at year five or seven, you've got so much business through, the, through your follow-up where 90, 95% of your business is um, past clients and referrals that you don't have to focus as much on the three rocks. You might have one or two that you're really good at and would be covered with a social media strategy, right? Where your brand sells you, okay? So let's talk about what it is that you can do in this part of your business. Now, Babs, thank you for throwing me a softball earlier about how do you get introductions. And let's talk about the word referral versus the word introduction. Now you guys have, I think I actually talked about this on a Monday morning pep talk recently, but the word, word referral should never ever be used in the world, in your, in your language with your clients ever. Somebody asked me this morning, should I put that little tagline on my email that says the biggest compliment is your referral? I got to tell you, in my world, that that is a that is a um, used car salesman approach. Would you agree? Um, you got to use the word when you're talking to your clients. You got to use the word introduction. Okay. So Barbara's talking about a situation where they're heading to the closing. Um, they're obviously happy with your service, Barbara, because they're saying, we want to we want to introduce you to some people because we, we know other people and you've been great. Okay. The whole idea of being good in the during during the transaction is to create a moment 
or two or three at the closing table, at the clear to close, at the, you know, a week after or two days after, whatever, um, to create, to do such a good job for your client during the transaction that they say something along the lines of, Katie, give me a line. You're the client and I did a great job for you and you, you come up to me and you say what? Oh, Katie, thank you so much. That's that's really, you know, that that's my job. And that's, I love that you, you said that. Um, and I can't tell you how much I appreciate you saying that to me today. It's really what I try to do for all my clients. Um, you know, and while I'm at it, while we're talking about it, you know, and we're here at the closing. And I just want to remind you that if, if there's anybody that's a colleague or a friend or a family member that could use my expertise, I would love that introduction. Is that something you could do? Absolutely. Okay, so that that was just that was so ingrained in in what I in my language. Because what did I do by saying that? What did I do, Barbara? Yeah. So what did what did I do? I turned the open I turned the open for business sign on above my head. You know what your clients think when you leave the closing table? What's their expectation when you leave leave the closing table? You're too busy, right? Why? That's another thing. During the transaction, do you ever want your client to think that you're too busy, right? Put that phone in your pocket when you're with them. Turn it off. They're the most important thing. Right. Right. You know, I mean, these are the things that, these little things that matter. These little things that matter. So if they think, you know, that you're too busy or whatever it might be, but the moment that you tell them that you are open and willing to take on some of their friends, colleagues, and family members, you're selling them on that approach that you're willing to help. If you don't say that, they're going to assume that you are too busy or that you're not taking new clients. Because how could somebody so awesome have time for more people? as you're sitting there, sitting open houses every Sunday trying to find new people, right? Okay, let's get into some numbers. Did you guys all write that down, that script? That is, that will, if you get one thing out of my coaching, that one, one little line, that one little script is money. And do it in your own way. I just, you know, I had my little, my little phrase, right? But as long as you say, I'd love the introduction somewhere in there as your, and did that come off as, a, a hard sell? No, very, organic. very organic. Um I don't I don't I think it's a it's something that you educate your clients on um organically during the process, right? So you're going to have, you may have anywhere from one to three opportunities where they put the ball on the tee for you, right? Meaning they give you that feedback, like, oh my God, I can't even tell you. Like compared to my last transaction, this is like so easy. Boom. That's the ball on the tee. You get out the one wood, right? And you, every opportunity that you have, it doesn't matter if they did business with you two years ago and they just called you and said, 
oh my gosh, I saw you got the listing down the street. I can't tell you how happy we are here. Thank you so much. Um, we're definitely going to call you. Great. Now, while we're at, while we're at it, you know, I just want to remind you that I'm, you know, open for business tagline, right? So, or uh, script. Yes, Gail. Um, the other thing I like you said is, you said I, you know, I really Yeah. Yeah. And, and, and I, what, if you want to go a step further and they, and they say, of course, then I would say, here's, here's what, you, you know, here's what my clients have done in the past in that situation, have all my information and just forward on my contact information to, you know, your, your friend who's buying again, I just want to be a part of the conversation. What does that mean? I want to, I want to get in the door so I can, I can at least have a conversation with that person. And once I have that, I know my conversion rate, the better I get will be, you know, higher. So make sure they have that in their phone, like a full, full contact of your, maybe even send it to them so they can save it to their phone. Right. So let's get in deeply. How am I doing on time, Dina? Oh, you got I got loads of time. All right. So the other part of database and relationship management is that it is better to work with a number of people that is comfortable for you, okay? Um, at someone that's been in the business for five years, right, should be looking at a, a database of about 100 people max. I used to be, I used to teach and coach um, based on 150, okay? And as my approach has, has gotten more high touch, um, I just felt that that number needed to come down. And there were several, you know, elite level producers in the market that started using 100 as their number. Okay. Because the way we, the way we strategically gift and the way we follow up, you just can't do it with a bunch of people. You just can't do it the right way. Right. The whole idea is that it's better to be really, really strong in your follow up with less people than really weak. Right. With more. So we, we talk about the, you know, the narrow and deep approach versus the shallow and wide approach, okay? And in our world of disruption right now, relationships are more important than ever, okay? Um, yep. Yeah, we're gonna get into that. Yep. Right, and we're gonna get into fringe categories and stuff like that here in a minute. So what we're going to do here is we're going to look at this 100, okay? And the top 20% should be what I call my platinum. These are my platinum clients, or you can call them influencers or whatever, okay? So out of that 100, 20 of those should be platinum. Now, if you're building your database, what that person is, is somebody who consistently refers you business, right? Has done business with you in the past, maybe in some cases, multiple pieces of business. They are an investor or a um, developer that does projects, multiple projects with you and they're dedicated to you. They're gonna get treated differently than other people, am I right? Okay, you may even like, you know, when you talk about strategically gifting, when it's their birthday or whatever it might be, you may go, you may go in big time 
on your guests, right? Um, so these are these literally are the people that you've heard of the 20-80 rule, right? The Pareto rule. Yeah. You literally will get 80% of your business out of that top 20. Okay. Uh, and so many people don't even know who their top 20 people are, or their top 20%. You could build a business based on these people. Okay. Then you got the next 30% down. Which are your gold? It's gonna be 30 people. This group might be family members that have never done business with you, or they did 10 years ago. Or they're in, or this person that's in the 20-year house, right? Um, uh, they refer you, but they're not a consistent user of your services, but they're a big fan of yours, right? Um, this is an important group as well. Um, and in some cases, you know, these people move around from categories to category. And then you've got your 50%, which is your basic. These, uh, these folks are new prospects that maybe haven't done business with you before. Maybe people that have done multiple deals with you in the past. But you've been marketing to them for a while and they just don't ever respond, right? Um, they're not actively corresponding with you. You can reach out to them via text or, you know, an instant message or whatever, or an email, and they, they, maybe they get back to you, but it's four days later, right? It's not, they're not overly engaged in your business. And then like what Katie was telling you is that um, everyone else is your fringe. E, e everyone else okay now these are people that you know again when we start getting into number 101 to 5000 or whatever the number might be that's everybody else you can easily market to them via you know your email marketing you know campaigns little drips here and there once a month if you don't have that at least going where you've got everybody in resora okay that's step number 1 okay now i'm not saying that People aren't going to do business. We talked about, you know, Michael Shenfield's story two weeks ago where he had somebody that was in that fringe category for the better part of six or seven years since he had talked to this person. All of a sudden they popped out. They were literally about ready to take him off the list or, you know, um, and they he popped out last year um, and did a buy and a sell and referred a couple other pieces of business for a total of about four to five million dollars. So. You never know, but don't give up. Don't give up on this group. But where the real consistent money is at is right here in the in the platinum and in the gold. Any questions on this? I don't care if you have an Excel spreadsheet. Just have this broken down somewhere. Okay. We're using Contactually now. We're going to be transitioning off of that, which I will give you guys some. We'll give you guys some feedback on that. We're waiting to see what the other affiliates do. Um, but I, I, I have to have you at least get this somewhere where you can you can have a bird's eye view of your clientele. And this is the hardest. For some reason, it's the hardest thing for people to do. I would say if you if you got if you've been in the business for a while and have never done this expect you know 10 to 15 hours of setup 
because if you have not, uh, if you've not gone back through and done this in a while, you, you, what do you have to research? Address, cell phone, right? Birthday, all of that, right? How many people are at least at this stage? Good. So we felt okay about putting it all together, right? It's all built. It's all pretty. And then you just look at it. Who's in that stage? Everybody who's not raising their hand. Okay. So now you got it built. Now I know where we're at as a company, where we're at as a, as a team here. Todd, I got plenty of seats if you want to sit down or desk up here. Okay, so the goal should be to, um, to in my opinion, I'm going to put another number up here. This platinum group should be uh, reviewed every 21 days. So in contactually, you can program your uh, your follow-up at 21 days. Your gold should be 30. And your basic should be 45. Everyone else, this fringe category is monthly on a newsletter. This Imagine newsletter that we that we put out should be used by everyone. Okay, it's it's um, it's nicely done. Now, when I say follow up, review the file. This comes from my you know mortgage background. Okay, where we would review during the underwriting and processing. We or you know clients would re review a file. What I mean by that is every 21 days, look at these 20 people and say, when was do I need to talk to them? Do I need to reach out to them? Is it possible that during that 21 days, you could have seen them out? You could have seen them in the grocery store? You could have been texting with them organically? Is that possible? Yeah. Right? So every 21 days, you're like, have I talked to them within the last three weeks? If it's a yes, then you're good. Do it again in another 21 days. If it's a no, what should you do? Yeah, yeah and we're going to talk about that. Same thing goes for the goal and then the basic every 45 days. Is that something you guys can do? Yeah. Okay, so let's talk about um, different ways that you can follow up. Does anybody have any ideas that work for them? Have you had any success with it? Okay. And that was an approach that I used. It's, um, uh, it is, uh, if you want to look it up, it's remindermedia.com, right? Remindermedia. And it's for about 75 cents per month per, uh, it's, it goes out six times a year. And it, it's just a, it's a, it's, it's a nicely done piece. Now it's going to work, you know, depending on your client base, um, it's going to work, not going to work for everybody. And it, but, you know, I think in that mid level, it's it's going to be a nice uh, a nice thing that you can do, but that's if you get a lender involved, that could be six touch points a year. Um, I would put it also more down into uh, you know I don't know that it can completely replace um, those touches that you have via social media, et cetera. I used it because remember when I was selling six years ago, Instagram wasn't a thing, right? Um, Facebook was 
moving pretty quickly, but it wasn't, we didn't have like, you know, it's, a, it's come a long way in six years, right? So that just shows you like how fast technology. So a lot of, a lot of the, the best approaches right now are coming in the back door through instant messages and stuff like that. Anybody else who's having luck? Yeah. Yeah. That's an approach. Let me give you, let me guys give you my, one of my best tips right now. Okay. And I'm going to pull up. Where do you go when you have a question? Okay, um, I want you guys to think about uh, www like uh, Facebook. Um, friends, come on, Jim. Um, so on a how to, I want you guys to really seriously consider on Facebook. Leslie, you ready for this topic? <laughs> I know, I'm kidding. You. One of the best things that you guys can do for intelligence purposes is to create a custom friends list for your clients. Okay. Does Facebook have algorithms for your feed? What does that mean? Right. So is it possible that with their algorithm, you could miss a very important life moment for one of your clients? Yes. Okay. Is it possible that there, you go two or three days in a row and you're not on Facebook? Yes. Okay. By creating a friends list and putting all of your clients on that list, Guess what it does for you? You see everything on their feed. Okay? And that feed stays it stays it stays moving, right? So you can go back in once or twice a week, three, four times a week and just review what's going on with that friends list so you don't miss anything. They find out that they are um they have a new puppy. What do you do? You ever seen, I don't know about you guys, but my, Tucker, my dog, when he knows this size of the bark box, right? <laughs> Literally, when it hit all the other packages from Nordstrom's that my wife and girls have brought into the home, um, he doesn't pay any attention to, but he knows the exact size of the bark box. And when he sees it, he absolutely loses his mind. Is that a good thing when you're sending a client a bark box for their dog? Some people like their dogs better than they like their families. <laughs> that was to make you laugh, okay? But um, these are really low-cost, high-impact um, gifting opportunities, right? Um, same thing goes for, you know, birthdays and for, you know, 
Um, unfortunately, at times people uh, lose family members and pets. These are moments when uh, a handwritten note is very appropriate. Okay, we had a um, had an agent who um, took on a new client. They brought they got that client because their previous client. Um, or their previous agent, excuse me, did not in any way, shape, or form um, acknowledge a death in the fa immediate family. And because of that, they, they felt like they were a transaction. They felt like they were just a deal, right? And that moving forward was not going to be acceptable for them when they went to sell and buy that condo this was a person that they had had it they thought was a friend had been helping them for years but because they did not get that note for the flowers right they felt like that's just not something that they can let go so you know a uh, a note is very very appropriate um would you guys agree okay now um but you got to know when this stuff is happening Right, you got to know when this stuff is happening. Yes. Um, I actually caught myself the other day where I, I actually keep another list of all people that aren't on Facebook. Yep. Because I've become so accustomed to knowing what people are doing on Facebook. Right. That the people that aren't on Facebook disappear. Right. Well, here's what the thing is: is as you're going through your top 100, is it possible that you may research their uh, their their social platforms yep. during that process? I think it's probably, you know, especially if you're going and getting, you're looking for birthdays, right? Um, you're going to know that. So, yeah, there might be, you might have a different strategy, Don, for that group, right? Okay. Are you guys with me? There's not a better way to um, stay in touch with your clients than do these nice, unexpected things, okay? Another story that I love that I heard recently was that we had one of our agents who just closed on a home in Roscoe Village. Um, it was a, uh, uh, you know, any transaction can get a little hairy at times, right? But um, she knew when they were moving, right? They closed on a Monday and they were going to move in on a Friday. And um, they had young children, like, toddler age right and for those of you uh that know this they, that those in most cases those kids are in bed around seven o'clock eat around five thirty. so they were in the midst of the move they had tired crying kids right they're like oh my gosh it's five thirty. what do we do and the doorbell rang went to the door and it was a pizza delivery with soda pop water the whole thing and it showed up with a little bit of thought and a little bit of intention, was perfectly timed and per perfectly planned, as if, you know, they, as, the, as they were thinking about it, the doorbell rang. And that agent got a, an immediate call from the mother, right, who said, you will not believe this, but you are like an angel from above. Exactly when we needed food and we didn't know what to do and we were like, you know, in the midst of this you know, you know, boxes and tape and all that, kids not happy, the pizza showed up and everybody was good. 
was that $40 well spent? Okay, what did that, what, what did it really take to make that happen? I'm going deep on you here. Starts with an N. That agent is a relationship-based agent. Because their immediate thought goes to, what does my client need today? Oh, they're moving, right? So somebody who's obsessed with the relationship database management is constantly scanning for intelligent purposes, intelligence purposes, right? Their social feeds, their everything. That's the best place that you can go. And they are looking for strategic gifting opportunities. And if you're doing it from a place of giving, it's an, you know, being authentic, it works. Okay, now what are the chances that that client is going to use that agent on the second time around? This is a dual question, or this is a dual response. Pizza was great, right? That's gonna make an impact, that's gonna charge those batteries for a long time, right? But if that's the last contact that's made for six months, Okay, here's another stat I want to give you guys. Every month that goes by that you do not stay in contact and touch your clients, you lose 10% top of mind marketing. Okay? Has anybody ever gone on a really great vacation? You're like, oh my God, this is the only place I'm ever going to go. It's amazing. Been there? Can you imagine that place? What happens a month later and you've been home for a month? Did it wear off a little bit? Right? Month two, a little bit further in the rearview mirror, not thinking the same way about it, right? Same thing ha happens with you. Don't rest on the fact that because it was a great experience and that you had the most amazing gift at the closing, right, that they're going to remember that same feeling a year from now. This is almost so simple in mind in, in mindset that it's not even fair. Not even fair. But also because it's a great opportunity for the for the client to be attracted for you because that's gonna become a piece that is in a social environment. It's like you won't believe what my item is gonna be. Like we were like stressed, moving, and all of a sudden a picture show up. Right. There's all, just get creative. We're gonna be moving into summer barbecue parties, right, and events. It is hard, and here's the thing, but it is worth every dime and every thought. Amazon. 
start there. You know what I mean? Like, um, you got somebody that you know that is not feeling well and they're one of your great clients and they've been down for the count for three days home and it's like, they're never sick. Do you know that Amazon has like these like care kits for people that are sick? You're home, you're home and you're sick and they're like a box that's $17 and it's got all of this stuff. You don't have to go to the store and it shows up. You know what I mean? You could have those kind of things delivered. But when you, when you change this mindset, right and you get into that creative mode and you have and you're like what could this person want what would be creative in the moment and I and I, it's not even just the person I'm telling you that the the children and the pets are are they're as important sometimes in this whole equation right because uh and you know whatever it might be you know we have a um one of my favorite stories that Ryan shared with me is that he uh, he had a, a client that had a that had just moved into a big home out in Elmhurst, and within a couple of days of being there, it got skunked. So Ryan's dog Blanco sent a package from Blanco to their dog that was skunk shampoo from Amazon, and it showed up the same day, and it got did it, am I right? Did it get all kinds of social media vibe. Yeah. So that's just one example that as I hear all of you guys share your ideas, right? I'm kind of making these little catalogs of opportunities, but just think in that moment, what is it that you could do that would be a creative approach for low, for low dollar, high impact that you, you could, you could get out there. And that's what we call strategic gifting. And there is nothing, there's nothing better that you can do, right? Um, another approach that's low cost, high impact is um, to find out like what the top restaurants are in certain neighborhoods and book those, book a table of two, book a table of four, six months out. How much does that cost? Right. And then if the restaurant will allow it, you know, you got to know the restaurant, but release that, that table to one of your clients on an anniversary. You're not paying, but you know what I'm saying? But re release, release a reservation to that, that group or just say, Hey, I got a table of four. I can't use, you want my table, you want my table at X, Y, and Z. It's just the fact that you were thinking about them and you may, you may find that it's like they can't use it, but the fact that you thought about them and you called them and you reached out to them, right? It's all these, these little, these little things that look at you. I can look, I'm looking at you guys and your, your minds are like, what do you guys think? Give me some feedback. What? Right. And this isn't this isn't this is just practice. But what do you got to have first before you try stuff? If your transaction, you're like, I just got to, you know, I just got to get I just got to get deals closed. That's my goal. Right. And then you get the deals closed and then you look at your pipeline. There's nothing there. And then you go into treadmill mode. Right. And you're wore out. And you're like, why am I in this business? Think about. 
having a relationship mindset is it's a constant drumbeat of follow-up, constant drumbeat of assisting your clients. You are their advocate, not just in Chicago, but all over the country. You guys have the best brand to represent them all over the country and the world, right? If you care about them deeply enough that you want to be a part of their lives long-term, that's when you will be rewarded for additional business down the road and, refer and referrals, okay? Or, we, again, I told you I could, we could use that term internally, but introductions. So as your coach, um, I can tell you that as we, um, as we go through these five engines of, of take flight, right, if you can master mindset, right, goals, vision, getting up every day and having a, a real focus on what it is that you want to create and get rid of all the negativity as much as you can, clear that out. Um, and get excited and jump out of bed every morning to work on your business. Um, and then you have a time management productivity process that we talked about two and four weeks ago, right? Where you've got habits, rituals, boundaries, rules that support what it is that you want to create. Those two areas first, and then you you jump or you drop, um, a database relationship management strategy as a key part of your business, that's 90% of take flight, what, we, what we've already talked about, okay? And of course, the during is a, you know, people are learning things 20 years in the business that they've never seen before, right? So that's a lifelong learning experience. Being good at that and having, you know, we're, we're going to talk about buyer checklists and, you know, listing checklists and stuff like that as we get into that. But that that's going to be a learning opportunity over time. But if you want to get real good real quick, get real with yourself on mindset, get real on yourself on, on productivity, you know, implement a morning ritual, okay? And your focus should be, I am a relationship-based agent and I am going to look for opportunities to touch my clients, right? Strategically get. And from there, I know that the, the basics of my business are built and then I just gotta continue with it and grow it, right? That's it. It's really, really that simple. And you will find that if, as your business, as it grows, year one, year two, year three, year four, year five, and as those referrals and those introductions continue to come in, your business will get easier. And then what we have to worry about is how do we support it with, you know, uh, you know, additional people working with you, right? First person being a personal assistant of some kind. And then that will allow you to spend more time doing what you do best. And then it just becomes a, you know, how much capacity do I have and what do I need to get to that next level? I worked less and was happier at 37 million than I was at eight. I had a better lifestyle at 37 than I did at eight. Why? Because I had everything built. As I get off one phone call with one client, I'm getting another call saying, Jim, I just got your name from, um, from Gina. She said, I have to use you. My husband and wife, or my husband and I are coming in this weekend from New York. We're moving to Chicago. 
We only can spend 1.5. Do you have enough time to help us? Yes. Why? Because Gina was taken care of. Gina had multiple touch points throughout the year. Gina, when she had her baby, was gifted. Gina, when she had the anniversary of her house, was gifted. Gina, on her birthday, always heard from me, right? One of the best returns on investment for me when I was selling was a simple handwritten note, birthday card, with a $5 gift card from Starbucks that I'd throw in the mail that would hit a day or two before their birthday. And I never had somebody say, don't you ever send that to me again. $6, $7 investment with zero downtime. Oh, Jim, I'm here at Starbucks. I'd get these little text messages. Here's my, uh, here's my latte. Thank you so much. You're the only one that remembered me. I walked out of the house today and nobody even wished me happy birthday. That was an extreme case. But, oh, by the way, I've got a partner in my law firm that's looking to sell. Should I, can I give him your name? Yes. Over a, and that happened more than I can even, I can even tell you. There's no other way that I doubled four times in five years other than what I'm teaching you today. Okay, so I have a room full of people that have their database built because you raised your hand. I saw them. But I also have a room full of people that are not executing on this consistently. You might do it for a little bit, right, for a month. And then you get busy. And then what happens? Consistent drumbeat, a follow-up you know, tends to wane and then you get out of your, get out of sync. How am I doing on time? Six. Six. Who wants to make a promise to me that you're gonna get after this? You see all those people moving up the leaderboard, right? People that come out of nowhere and all of a sudden they're at 13. You're like, how are they doing it? I, if I, I, I'm gonna, what I'm gonna do, here's what I'm gonna do. When next time somebody comes into my office and says, Jim, what do I need to do to spend money on marketing? I'm gonna send them the recording of this call or this meeting today. Right? Monday's call, Monday morning pep talk is gonna be, Jim, I'm in a rut. What do I need to get, do to get out of it? Get into action. Don't sit around and think about the fact that you're in a rut. I gave you 10 to 15 hours of work that if you're not there yet, you can do, right? Sitting around thinking about it. Has anybody ever been on a major momentum and you, you're just like the minute you get off the phone, somebody else is calling, have you ever been there, right? Isn't that great? Isn't that a great feeling? Chances are you, two to three months before that, that time frame, you were in major action. Or my favorite is those people that go, are going on vacation, right? All of a sudden the phone starts ringing the day before. It's because of what you did last week because of what you did last week to get out of town thinking I gotta get all this done before I go. 
You did everything you needed to do. You were in momentum. You had a high energy level, right? And that created an attraction of new business. So what I want you to do is pretend that you're going on vacation every week. Right? Or like I said in my Monday morning call, you have to take some form of a, uh, you know, a breather every four to six weeks for this exact reason. Do I have your promise? You will thank me later. With that, I will let you go. I know we've got a development meeting if you want to stick around for that. I will, I'll be here if you guys have any questions, but um, I appreciate you guys all being here today. Thank you. Appreciate it.